You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the studios of 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this show, we will hear from Steve Largent, Hall of Fame wide receiver, former Seattle Seahawk, former Tulsa Golden Hurricane, and he will give us some unique perspective on the Sonics leaving Seattle and now being a part of Oklahoma culture. And I'll talk about how the Thunder have created a culture of their own that has zero ties to Seattle and shouldn't even remotely be associated with the city of Seattle. We'll talk about Lou Dort, who signed a two-way contract with Oklahoma City, and I'll discuss how he could have benefited by spending a year in the G League versus playing a year at Arizona State. And finally, we'll wrap up talking about what a spot in the playoffs would mean for Oklahoma City and the Thunder itself. My name is Eric G. I'm the co-host of the Pat Jones Show on 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa. I'm also the editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven. And don't forget, you can always get that at uh, basketballmaven.io slash thunder. Please follow us there. This podcast being brought to you by the good folks at Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own at Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. That's Hotels.com. Be there, do that, and get rewarded. Well, today on our show, the Pat Jones Show on 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa, we had the privilege of talking to football legend, not just NFL legend, but college football legend Steve Largent, NFL Hall of Famer Steve Largent, a guy who, by the time he retired from Seattle, had just about every major NFL receiving record you could possibly have. And he enjoys a very unique perspective because there are, I can't think of any other professional athlete that was a legend in Seattle as well as a legend in the state of Oklahoma. But ever since the Sonics made the move from the Pacific Northwest to here in the central part of America, we have forever been tied to the city of Seattle and the state of Washington. So as Steve Largent, and just give you a little bit of background on him. One, if you don't know, if you're not from Oklahoma, Steve Largent did run for governor here in Oklahoma. And he's from Putnam City High School, which is in the central part of Oklahoma. It's actually in Oklahoma City, the school district is. And then came up to Tulsa and then ended up spending 14 years playing for the Seahawks in Seattle. So now if you don't know who he is, there's your background on on Steve Largent. You can always Google him to to look at just how amazing his career was in the NFL. But when you have that kind of background, not just in sports, but in politics, you're bound to have some opinions on one on a team leaving a city, a city that you love now going to a state you love. And what I wanted to know from Steve Largent today, and unfortunately he did give me kind of a political answer on this, was there ever anything in him that was torn watching a team that meant so much to Seattle get ripped away and put here in his home state of Oklahoma? You know, the, the Sonics were you know just a, a great team up in Seattle, and I, 
I supported him, loved him. I saw Freddie Brown a week ago, uh, and Gus Williams. I saw him too at the golf tournament I played at, I played at in uh, in Seattle. Uh, two great players from the Sonics. Uh, so I, I was really disappointed for the Sonics and for the city of Seattle. Uh, but at the same time, now they're in Oklahoma City and they're they're closer to where I'm living. Uh, so I, I still support them and and, uh, and and love to love to watch them play in Oklahoma. Now not in Seattle. Uh, but yeah, I think it I think it's it's always a hard thing to have a team leave a community that it's first established in. You know, I felt the same way when you know St. Louis moved to L.A. or Oakland, Oakland moved to uh, L.A. or something like that. You know that uh, that that it is really hard for a community. I can't disagree with Steve Largent's last statement there. It is very difficult for a community, and that's why we have harped so much on this podcast and on Thunder Maven about how important it is for Oklahoma City fans to continue to support the Thunder, even though these next couple of years could be really rough. I mean, we have really gone all in on asking for your support because we don't want what happened in Seattle to happen in Oklahoma City and then the Thunder end up going and playing somewhere else. That being said, at some point, there has to be a line drawn in the sand where we are no longer forever attached at the hip of the Seattle Sonics. Now, one way that happens is Seattle finally gets their own basketball team, and not even so much the city of Seattle, but the pundits around who hate coming to Oklahoma City will now shut up because they can go back to Seattle and enjoy basketball. And you know what? All the better for them. And and, and I am anxiously awaiting that day so people quit looking at my state, my home state, as the villains Because quite frankly, I don't see them as the villains. I see a Seattle being lacking in fan support, lacking in financial support, and ultimately it ended up with us being the beneficiaries of that. That being said, as we divorce ourselves more from the Sonic culture, more from forever being tied to the Pacific Northwest, the Thunder have created its own culture here in Oklahoma. And Russell Westbrook obviously is the best representative of that because right now what Thunder culture is, if you just look at what the Thunder is, not what it was, but what it is right now, is an organization that's gone through some extremely emotional highs and some extremely emotional lows. And Russell Westbrook is the guy who represents that. We've we've seen his injury. We've seen Kevin Durant's injury. We've seen this team get to the... Western Conference Finals four times, make the finals once, only to have not only injury rob us, but blow a three games to one lead. And Russ is that is the perfect star for Oklahoma City. But above and beyond all that, what Thunder culture is, or at least what Sam Presti wants it to be, is an organization that wholly embraces what the city is which is why you have Sam Presti and the Oklahoma City Thunder doing uniforms that pay tribute to the victims of the April 19th bombing, which is on its 25th anniversary. And here's one thing where I think we can actually agree or actually have something in common with Sonics fans, and that is this. We don't forget or we we don't forget easily, if at all, here in the state of Oklahoma. 
25 years ago, I mean, that bombing touched everyone. And a, and a lot of people would have told us to to move on, to get over it. Well, guess what? We don't move on. We celebrate the lives of those people who were lost every April 19th. It is still something to this day that when you look at the foundation of the city of Oklahoma City and just the people who are in it, it is something that we understand life loss. We cherish that life that was there and the time that it had, and we understand that it is all gone too soon. And that's not only something that for those of us that live through it understand, but that is something that we teach our children. And when it comes to sports, you can tell us to get over Kevin Durant and that we should just turn our back on him and not worry about the fact that he is now playing for the Brooklyn Nets and never brought a championship to Oklahoma City. But we're not going to forget that. We're not going to forget that he jilted us for Golden State, much like Seattle, until they get a new team, is never going to forget that Oklahoma City took their beloved Sonics away. And that's where the two fan bases actually have something in common. It's not just the holding of grudges. It's that power to never forget what ultimately happened and how that shaped you going forward. It's not carrying a grudge necessarily as much as it is, not even letting the past define you, but letting the past give you something to go on so you know how to react the next time that something happens, which is why when Paul George asks for a trade, you have a few fans that are upset but most of them are numb because now they sort of expect that to happen. What I hope the Thunder culture doesn't become is an organization where we know every few years players are going to leave and ultimately we're an organization or a fan base that sees its favorite organization continue to come up short. That's what I hope Thunder culture isn't in these next few years. I don't want it to be defined by shortcomings, I want it to ultimately be defined by success, which it is had, which it has had in bunches since moving from Seattle, dark, gloomy Seattle, to Oklahoma City. Sorry, I just had to get that one jab in there. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, we'll talk about how Lou Dort could have benefited from spending a year in the G League versus playing a year at Arizona State. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Locked on Thunder being brought to you by Untuck It. These shirts are made to be untucked, so do yourself a favor. Go online right now to untuckit.com. Use the promo code NBA and get a discount on your first purchase. Untuck It looks great in the meeting, looks great on the date, and when you're walking down the street with a shirt that's not meant to be untucked, you're going to get a lot of people looking at you like you're a slob. Don't be like me. Don't be a slob. Go to untuckit.com right now. Use the promo code NBA. Get the discount and look great. Thank you again for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Eric G, and as you know by now, Lou Dort has signed a two-way contract with the Oklahoma City Thunder, which means, if you've forgotten what the uh, forty what the uh, two-way contract means, it means that Lou Dort will get 45 days in the NBA, and that 45 days means practice. It also means games. Um, there's some weird, 
There, there's some weird rules about travel where you don't necessarily get deemed for the travel with the team and then you don't suit up, but it does put an incredible strain on both the organization and the player to make sure that those 45 days are being managed and put to best use. And last year, um, if you remember when Deontay Burton was on a a two-way contract or um, Grantham was on a two-way contract, it just felt like, especially with Burton, that Oklahoma City was trying to use all his 45 days at once to figure out what this guy was. And every time Dante Burton would play good, I was like, hey, man, let's let's hold on to him for a while. Let's not burn all his days in the NBA on some of these games here in February. And let's see if we can't get this guy in maybe April or late March to uh, help Oklahoma City playoff-wise. But uh, ultimately, it worked out for him. And I think it'll work out for Lou Dort. But when I saw that Lou Dort, A, not only signed a two-way contract, but B, this is a guy who drove to Brooklyn to be a part of the NBA draft, thinking that he was going to go in the second round and wasn't picked, and then had to sign a free agent contract with Oklahoma City. And I just kept thinking, all right, had you spent a year in the G League versus choosing college over G League, then the Thunder and every other NBA team right now would have a much better idea of what you bring to the table. And it doesn't matter how much film they watch in college, they haven't seen you play against grown-ass men, and you would be doing that for 52 games in the G League this year. Thus, by the end of that run, you'd have either been signed by an NBA team to not a two-way contract but a full-time NBA contract, or you might have been signed to another two-way contract, but you would have been signed with a team that at least has an idea of how they want to use you, and maybe they want to take the G League to essentially iron out some of those issues. Now, the good thing for Lou Dort and anybody who's on a two-way contract, when you get to those 45 days that are almost up, if there is a roster spot that's free, that's the one thing you got to remember, roster spot has to be free, then the team can essentially make you a a full-time player. But a roster spot has to be free. The Thunder had one free last year, and they were able to actually elevate Burton towards the end of the year. So keep that in mind as we watch Lou Dort develop this year. Honestly, um, I think we'll see him in bunches the way that we saw Burton And I would expect those bunches of minutes to be happening early in the year. In fact, when you think about what this Oklahoma City Thunder roster is going to be, Billy Donovan has a lot of room to experiment throughout the season with different lineups. Not that having a little bit more set roster didn't keep Billy Donovan from doing that before, but that's the big thing that I see for the Thunder this year is if Billy Donovan is allowed to coach this team he can then run as many different lineups as he can get out there. He can see what guy, what guys are gelling together, what guys aren't, and then he can go back to Sam Presti saying, okay, these guys are working out, these guys aren't. Here's who we need, need to make a move for. Here's who would fit good within the system that we have, and then you'll start to see the thunder take shape. But if you've ever wanted to watch a team develop, if you've ever wanted to see how a team grows up, because I kind of feel like with this, what we know the Thunder as, it, was, it wasn't it was so much develop. It was, hey, 
here are these three guys. Hey, they're already in the playoffs. Now you get the opportunity to have a lot of fun and watch how the Thunder start to build this roster. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next here on Locked on Thunder, we'll talk about what the playoffs mean for Oklahoma City and the Thunder themselves. This podcast being brought to you by the good folks at Grip Six Belts. That's gripthenumber6.com, gripthenumber6.com, slash L-O-C-K-E, and you'll get a discount on your first purchase. There's no holes, there's no flaps, and those buckles fit right up against your waist. It's gripthenumber6.com. We're about to wrap up this episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Eric G, and the Oklahoma City Thunder, in the latest edition of The Athletic, are a team that has a huge question mark around them. Okay, big surprise there. But the thought is, is that if Chris Paul can hang around all season long with Oklahoma City, him being a veteran point guard with guys like Steven Adams, with Terrence Ferguson having another year, then the Thunder should make a serious run at the playoffs, and at worst, be fighting it out for an eight seed. And I don't disagree with that. And we've talked about the merits of getting into the playoffs versus having an unsuccessful year and maybe having an opportunity to draft a little higher. But you get into the playoffs this year. For Oklahoma City, you want to talk about watching a town that will go absolutely nuts for this team and embrace them, it will be this season. In fact, it's not going on on a limb. It's hard truth to say that if Oklahoma City makes the playoffs this year, this will be the most beloved team in Thunder history, even more so than that team that went to the championship. And why do I say that? Because they will have exceeded any sort of expectations that Thunder fans are thinking. In fact, most Thunder fans, they don't know what to think. They would like to see this team make the playoffs, but have almost accepted that they won't. So if you can get them playing hard, tough, good basketball every single night, if going to the peak becomes fun again because you think that the Thunder are not only going to compete, but they're going to have an opportunity to be in every game and possibly have something in the postseason – then fans will start to gravitate towards this team. And if by any chance they happen to win a couple of games in the playoffs or even threaten in that first round, this year will be looked at as more of a success than maybe at any point in Thunder history sans getting to the finals in 2012. And it all just comes from having been beaten down over the last couple, hell, last couple. It, it's, it comes from fans being beaten down ever since Kevin Durant left, then losing Paul George and Russell Westbrook, and essentially watching the whole world jump off the ship. If the Thunder can somehow just manage to get in today or get in this year to the playoffs, then we're talking about not only one of the funnest years in history, but... It'll be great to hear how the national pundits have to talk about this team and how they overcame so much in order to get to that point. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, I have no expectations for this year. I'm just very hopeful that with Billy Donovan having the ability to actually work with this team, 
put in an offense and defense that he likes, get younger players to buy into the system that you might see them perform at a at a much higher level. I'm also banking on the fact that Chris Paul wants to look good and isn't necessarily going <laughs> to isn't necessarily going to uh put in the I don't give a damn factor too early on this and that uh he'll hang around, make guys better and he'll work well with Steven Adams, but all of that to be determined at this point, but I would think for Oklahoma City Thunder fans this year, um, the closer we get to the season tipping off, the more news we start hearing out of training camp and how certain guys are developing, the more optimistic people are going to be. And not that they're not optimistic now. They are optimistic. They're optimistic about the future. But looking at this year, I think a lot of Thunder fans have kind of given it a wash and thinking that any success is simply icing on the cake. That wraps up this episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Thanking you again for making us a part of your day. We will be back tomorrow here on Locked on Thunder. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.